Hello and welcome back to the Red Hill FC podcast. On today's episode we have a review of Saturday's game. We get the views of Charlie on what did or didn't go so well. There's an interview with Tom Cope who has been part of several levels of the club. There's also news of a big cup draw. There's also a new award. And lastly, it's the latest with the COVID situation and where we go from here. So, welcome to episode four of our podcast. Uh, as always, I've got Charlie with me. Charlie, how are you? Not too bad, Dom. Yourself? Yeah, no, all good. Looking forward to Christmas, um, even though, rather sadly, we've got the lockdown situation again in Surrey. Um, how are you set for Christmas? Yeah, all good, mate. Finished our uh, finished off our Christmas shopping today. Uh, luckily for, for us in uh, Sussex at the moment, at least, we're, uh, we're still in tier two, so... We can still get to the shops and and go about some normality as as such. Yeah, I just, it, the gutting thing for us as a family is we're we're literally 0.2 of a mile away from the border between Surrey and Sussex. That's how close we are to being having just a little bit more freedom. But what can you do? We're we're stuck just as the football club is too. So um, there we go. Hey hey ho! We've just got to go with it, haven't we? Yeah, that's it, mate. You know, it's uh, it's one of them. Hopefully, you know, by the middle of next year, we can we can all sort of start get back to normal life and and travelling and you know getting back to to watching football um, properly and, and things like that. But at the moment, yeah, it's a, it's a struggle. But uh, but hopefully, as I say, um, we can we can get there in the end. Indeed, indeed. Well, it's just a matter of time. We've just got to grin and bear it. Um, well, as the intro said, we've got um, a quick review of yesterday's game at Molesy. Um We've come away with a, a nil-nil draw. Now, there are two things that strike me with that. Um, first of all, I've got to say, I wasn't at the game. It's the first game that I have missed in a long time uh, because of this COVID situation, because we couldn't get in babysitters for my kids. I had to stay at home and watch what was happening on Twitter. And I, um, I, that's the only info I really got on it. But but from where I was looking, there were two things that struck me as odd, um, rather sadly, which is that we're not a team that doesn't score, and Molesy isn't a team that doesn't concede. So, did something go wrong yesterday, uh, well, on Saturday, uh, Charlie? Well, I mean, you could say it went wrong. I mean, the thing that went wrong is we didn't put the ball in the net, ultimately, uh, Dom. And, uh, you know, it's disappointing as it is. Um, you have to remember where where we've come from in the last uh, eight league games, as, as it were, and, and, and 11 in, in total since uh, Harrison took charge. I don't believe we've uh, not scored a goal in that time. Um, it just happens to be that we've we've played the bottom club um, and not scored a goal. So it highlights, highlights it more. Um, you know, we, we a few weeks ago, we beat a very good Nap Hill side um, 4-1. 
if if we had drawn that game and then and then and beat Molesy, then you know people wouldn't it wouldn't have been uh, been a problem, you know. But but at the end of the day, you know that's football. Um, we didn't take our chances. Molesy fought for fought for everything. They fought for their lives. Um, I believe they had a few new players in. Um, probably first half we as a group weren't at the standards we've set ourselves in them uh, eleven games. Um, we still had enough chances in that first half to win the game comfortably. Um, but the boys were disappointed at half-time and, and they went out second half and, and I believe they were, were close to them standards they've set. Um, and again, just, just couldn't find couldn't find that real clear-cut chance. Um, well, we did find some clear-cut chances, but we just couldn't take them. And uh, in the end, you know, it, it's just one of them days that you uh, you have to take on the chin and, and move on. And, you know, the boys were very disappointed after the game not to have picked up three points. Um, and as you say, it's it's a strange one because that team, you know, is full of goals. I think that's I think we scored thirty goals in in eleven games, um, which is is a you know a good feat. And uh, just unfortunately on Saturday, uh, we just we just couldn't find the net. Uh, heavy pitch weather weather wasn't great. Um, as I say, first half not not quite at it. Um, uh, but second half, you, you know, you couldn't really fault the uh, performance, the effort. Um, it's just just couldn't couldn't find a net. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I picked up from from the Twitter feed, in terms of it's quite quiet through the first half, and then in the second half we had a few popping up of we've gone close, Hogan's gone close. Um, you know, uh, I think one even said we struck the upright or the bar or, or something. I, I can't quite remember, but. Um, there was certainly more activity in the second half. It's just a shame that we couldn't couldn't bag that winner and go into this lockdown uh, uh, with another three points. Yeah, you know we've uh, we've we've picked up uh, fourteen points in our last eight games. Uh, that that's eight games since uh, since H took over. Um, four wins, two draws, and two defeats. So you know, as I say, you you can look at Saturday in uh, both ways. You know, it's a uh, it's a positive that we kept a clean sheet. Um, we haven't kept many clean sheets, um, but obviously disappointing that we haven't won the game. Uh, we had, like I say, we had enough chances to probably win five games of football uh, on Saturday. Um, but but Molesy, you know, they stuck to their task and and they didn't really threaten us uh, going forward. But they they defended in numbers and you know and, and you could tell that they were really um, fired up to get something out of the game. And um, and and it is what it is, you know. Like I say, uh, before before H took over, we were below Molesy. Uh We were bottom on naught points. We've been there. We know what it what it feels like to be down there. And um, I, I think it's a testament to this group of players that eight games later we're we're sort of looking upwards rather than uh, looking backwards. And and uh, the boys have been brilliant. And and of of course we're all disappointed we haven't. We haven't picked up the three points on on Saturday and jumped up probably another two or three places uh, and and look you know trying to get to that aim of, of a top ten finish, um, but these bumps in the road are going to happen. We you know we're not a finished article by any means. Uh, none of us are. And, um, you know we want to keep progressing, keep growing as a team, as a squad, and um, you know want to hit our targets. And um, you know it's another point towards that. 
No, indeed. And, uh, you know, to be fair, we're we're now something like 14th in the league and one win, uh, assuming the next few play, uh, teams above us didn't win. We could jump as, as high as ninth with just a, a single win. Um, the only sad part of it, of course, is it's going to be a while till we get to uh, try and do that. But, uh, but there we go. Um, well... I don't think there's too much more we can talk about with with yesterday's uh, well with Saturday's game, um, and uh, you know it's a point to point. It's it's not a loss, um, but it, it certainly gives the team something to think about and uh, to build upon uh, and take into the next uh, next game whenever that that may be. Um, well, rolling on from that, uh, we've now got. An interview with Tom Cope. Tom Cope is uh, one of the coaches within the first team, but he's had other roles at the club um, and does many, many sort of little bits and bobs for the club to help out throughout, the, you know, uh, his time with the, the club. So I think it's it's he's a worthy guest. Let's put it like that. So let's welcome Tom Cope now. Tom, g- glad you can join us. Um, how the devil are you, sir? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks, Dom. Hi, Charlie. How are you, mate? Hello, Tom. All right, mate. Well, Tom, how long has it been since you uh, joined the club, as it were? Uh, when did you first come down to the Brow, and um, and what what was it that you first did? Um, it was about two two and a half years ago, start of the eighteen nineteen season, um, when I first got involved with the club. Um, I was currently at the time I was uh, Whiteleaf under 16s manager um the club had a bit of a restructure there and, and was sort of needing to get rid of some football teams at youth level um just to cater for their pitch slots and availability um and they sort of asked us if we could look at the option of, of other clubs and it was either keeping under 16s going into the under 18s or keeper under 13 so i sort of agreed with them at the time um and i don't know how or why but within an hour of coming out of that meeting I had a phone call from someone at Red Hill saying, oh, we've heard what's going on. Would you be keen in, in coming down? Um, and that led from meeting um, eventually with Enzo to discuss sort of how we can get uh, a second under-18s team involved at the club. And that led on to meetings with Jerry. And, and um, uh, look at us now. We've we're, uh, completed our under-18s football and um, all, all the lads have sort of flown the nest, so to speak. But uh, yeah, two years ago, um, came in as, as under 18s manager. And so, what what roles have you had sort of since then? Because um, you've had a couple of roles, I believe, with the club, and I, I think you're on the board as well, aren't you? Uh, uh, on the committee. Yeah, well, right? I def- definitely had a couple of those turkey roles a couple of weeks ago. They were, they were nice. <laughs> um, we, um, well, as I, as I sort of got involved, it was a case of can you add some value to the club in terms of. Uh, your skill set from from a day job. Um, is there anything that you can do around the ground to help out? And I just sort of said yes, yes to everything really. So um, helped out Paul Heesman and, and the grounds guys in wherever I could there. If that was just cutting grass or chopping down a bush, then I was I was happy to do it. Um, also ended up helping out in the canteen um, um, before Simone got involved and um, just doing teas and coffees on Saturdays and, and Tuesday night games for the first team and. Yeah, just really helping out and, and trying to to lighten the load for um, what all the good people down there do. Well, I mean, it's fantastic that you get involved on that level, but 
it must be more uh, satisfying in many respects uh, to be with the actual football side of things. And uh, you've had some success with the under-18s. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and great amount of success, um, which, which is is always encouraging. Um, the the first season that we did the under 18s, I was assisted assisted by uh, Jack Gad, a friend of mine, and Ben Sparks. Um, that season, the eighteen nineteen season, um, the boys were sort of an under 17s level, taking part in an under 18s league, um, and they went on and won it, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, it was a, a nice reward for um, what could have ended up being kids leaving the game at youth level when we couldn't stay on at Whiteleaf. There was a lot of uncertainty. So it was quite nice to sort of say thank you to Red Hill and, and, and the people that got us involved there. And, and um, that was a sort of icing on top of the cake for the first season. So that was really good, really positive. Um, second season... Um, Again, equally as good. We were flying in the league, doing well in the League Cup. And we were there for the semi-final. Um, and, and before Boris locks us down, I think March March 23rd it was last year, um, my birthday. Um, we were two two days away from our County Cup final. So, um, sadly, that, that was around the time that the team actually stopped playing um, because of COVID. So... We never got the chance of playing the County Cup final, never got the chance of uh, progressing the League Cup or, or obviously the league. Um, so it's almost like it was the a triple that never happened. Um, and I'd rather say it's a triple that never happened because uh, you got you got to look at the positives, I suppose, didn't you? Why, well, indeed. But, um, yeah, no, it, it was a shame that we couldn't finish the season because I, I think there was a lot of people that would have liked to have seen what happened and came from that. Um, it was a... a, a fantastic um, team um, it, it was there's some really really good players that have gone on um, to progress in the adult game but um, frustrating but understandable why we couldn't continue um, but it would have been fantastic to sort of um, cap off football for me in, at youth level with um, uh, another title if not more than one for that for that side yeah, yeah so have any of those lads progressed into our first team system um yes yeah actually what on the first season that we were there we had bryant uh belongo he was a, a left-sided player for us he ended up with uh, a handful of appearances under gav gordon so that was um really positive in our first season um and a couple of others helping out in the 23 that first year um Currently, we've we've had uh, Harry Smith in the first team this year. Um, who else? We had Sam Price has been knocking around the 23s and first team. Um, really positive for him, and I hope that he stays around. Um, Reese Tucker has played with the 23s. Another one of our lads, Connor Moody, he played first team last year for for us. So yeah, there's there's been some players that have stuck around or progressed um, into the. Uh, the first team and, and other players that have gone on at other clubs. We've got Sam Tutt, who's played against us twice this year for Sutton Common Rovers. Um, he's flying with them and doing fantastic. Um, Bryant's over at Hamworth Villa, and I think he started every game practically over there. Right. Um, and, and Kelvin Musango, who was our, other, our left back from last year, um, he's flying at Carshalton and, and doing very well, a couple of divisions above us. And um, I think 
he's been starting quite a, a fair few games as well there. So, yeah, when you when you look at that, it's it's a great squad when they can progress into the uh, the men's side or senior side of the game. Show, shows how good we were at, at the youth level. Indeed. Um... And it's not just the players that have progressed up to first team level. You've done the, the same pretty much in a coaching role and uh, you find yourself on the bench with H and Charlie. Uh, what's it like with these boys in the dugout? Yeah, do you know what? It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it, it's, it's great that um, you can get involved at football still um, past the youth level. Um, but it's, I think... Charlie may agree with me. It, it's fantastic how Ant Reynolds, H, Jazz, and I—we all get on well as a four, um, which I think is a really, really key part of any team trying to progress and any team trying to uh, succeed. What do you think, Charlie? No, I totally agree, Tom. Yeah, it's been great. Um, it's, it's just a shame that um, we we might not be able to play again for a few few weeks or a month or so, but. Um, yeah, no, we're all good friends off the pitch and or out of the dugout, and um, yeah, it's been fantastic. Great to be involved and uh, great to to continue learning. Really, yeah, I think that's that's the big thing. Is um, definitely for me, you're all, you're always learning, always developing, um, developing the role that I've sort of been progressed into. Um, helping Harrison as his assistant where where and when I can. Um, it's great to sort of learn off H and it's also great to try and find your own feet sometimes in terms of what you, what you need to do, how to best help other people and, and actually how that changes with the first team because um, it's a great bunch there and I think we've all got something to offer and it's about how we can all work together as a four to bring out the best in that, in that group of players. Um, but, but I think, yeah, it's a great, it's a great uh, management team and we, we all help positively and we all get on. And that just helps that really good environment for the boys to, to play well in. So how do you see things going with the first team? How do you see the club progressing? Um, I think Charlie touched on it a second ago. It's it's um, let's, let's try and see if we can get back playing football. Um, can we um, finish the season safe? Can we finish it well? Um, that That's obviously the first priority. Um, I think, think hopefully we will get to finish the season in, in one way or another. Um, I think it's good that we've managed to progress this year because if it does end quicker than what we hoped and it finish on a points per game, I think we've sort of crept up the table enough to, to find ourselves as safe and potentially not go down. Um, and again, that's only touch wood there. Um, but I think, I think this year, if we do get back playing, I think top 10 is definitely achievable. Um, I think it's realistic as well. Um, we're, we're not we're not um, naive enough to say that we haven't got some hard work to do. Um, there's, there's plenty that we can do and plenty of areas that we can improve on. And, and we're really just getting involved and just getting started on. Um, so yeah, top ten um, would be would be fantastic. And I think actually what the players deserve because it's it's a really talented group there. Um, and then moving forward, I suppose. Let's just be progressive and, and let's be positive. Let's be adventurous. Um, it, it's all well and good trying to pitch yourself high and and look to um, maybe overachieve, but let's let's um, move forward every year and, and small steps is fantastic. Um, but let's see what we can do and, and 
try and plan for a more progressive season next year. Well, talking of the team, you uh, were the uh, uh, the I well, you had the idea, and it was your masterpiece to be doing the um, teammates feature on Twitter. Uh, how well did it go from your point of view? Do you know what? It was it was it was good fun. It was really good fun. Um, I think it was a conversation myself and Sam King. Um, yeah, it was a case of shall we see if we can try and put something out on Twitter that's engaging with the fans or people that follow the club. Um, we picked out some really good people. Um, I think Charlie recommended the five, and it was just a good laugh. I think some of the questions I definitely got a kick on the shins from from Nathan Hogan. Um, definitely <laughs> set him up yeah. <laughs> as the uh, as the moniest in the team. And, and he didn't let me down and he moaned about it for the next few weeks. Well, to back you up with that particular uh, question, uh, from my viewpoint on the uh, side of the pitch, he is the one that... Um, I'm sorry, uh, Nath, if you're listening to this, but from from my point on uh, point of view on the side of the pitch there, his voice is the one that I can hear the most where... Um, I don't want to say negativity is involved, but disappointment is involved. Let's put it like that. Um, yeah. But hey ho, so you know that's just the way it goes. There's always one, and it happens to be him. So there we go. Don't don't take it as a bad thing. Please, Nath, if you are listening to this, it's not a bad thing. It just means that you care and you want to do better. That's that's what it's all about. So I just say yeah, I think Nath definitely wears his heart on his sleeve, and and you can see that when he plays football. He always wants to do well. Um, and to be fair, I've, I've had him at youth level for a, a number of years. And um, it's great to have him back. But you um, definitely want him on the pitch and not behind you in the bench because he's an half moan. <laughs> well, you just have to put up with it if he is. That's the way it is. So, But going back to the teammates feature, will there be any more? Are you planning on any, uh, any others? Um, yeah, I, I think... I think there's definitely scope to do something else. Um, whether we change it slightly, we're, we're definitely looking for some ideas. If you've got any, um, we'll give it a go. But um, it, we've got some good players that uh, definitely have a lot to offer in terms of some banter. So um, it'll be good to come up with something, um, hopefully a little bit different, that we can uh, just be a little bit engaging. Um, no, Noe Vendrells is definitely keen to get back involved and tell everybody that he's definitely the fastest in the squad. <laughs> okay well maybe we'll have to that that could be a thing an actual proper challenge um that could be done at some point where you you literally do have a uh, a race between players just to see who is the yeah fastest. definitely an idea you'll, you'll find me an h at the back of that line i'm afraid <laughs> well someone's got to be but there you go um, I can't imagine that any of these teammates' uh, videos were, from one end to the other, perfect. Were there any outtakes? Was there anything we didn't get to see? Um, I, do you know what? I don't. I don't think there was actually. I think. I think um, they all pretty much were start to finish. There so were a couple, a couple of bloopers in terms of just stuttering, but. Um, Really, I think most of them were first time. So nobody came out with anything that they shouldn't have said? <laughs> no, I mean, I've got quite a high sort of threshold for what's funny and what's not. So I find everything funny. So I just thought, sod it, put it in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think anything was that offensive, to be fair to the boys. They, um, 
they did well. And, um, yeah, they just ganged up on, on who they wanted to gang up on, bless them. Well, that's, you know, they obviously feel very comfortable with each other to be able to do that. And, I've, I, you know, something I've mentioned uh, over the past few weeks is how good the camaraderie is between the, the players and how well they get on with each other on the pitch and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's not a bad thing at all, I guess. No, I think it's, it's one of those, if you, if you can add something in one way or another, it's going to be um, it's going to be positive. So, yeah, we'll definitely look at something in the new year and, and see if we can get some other players involved um, and, and we'll just avoid that foot race for mine and H's sake. <laughs> oh, well, well, we look forward to uh, whatever these ideas happen to be and uh, seeing how they pan out. So, uh, so, yeah, no, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, Tom. No, that's that's absolutely fine. Thanks for for having me on. Not a problem um, and, at all. And uh, have a great Christmas, Dom, Charlie, and and everyone that listens in. Cheers, Tom. No, brilliant. And you, mate. Have a good one. Cheers, guys. Have a good evening. Speak to you soon. So many thanks to Tom Cope for joining us there. Um, brilliant to have him on, uh, and we thank him for his time. Um, well. In the last couple of days, the Surrey FA have done their Surrey Senior Cup draw. Um, And a week or so back, we had our last game in the Surrey Senior Cup where we hosted Guildford at home um, after beating Leatherhead in the previous round. And... um, well, we, we managed to win, so we got through to the draw. It was a 3-2 win against Guildford, um, and it was a, a bit of a, a 2 e throwy game, really, where we took the lead, tried to throw it away, and then pulled it back again and won the game. Um, how did it go, Charlie? I, I've, it was 1-0 Redhill, then it was, we, it was 1-0, then 2-1 to Guildford, wasn't it? Yeah, if, if uh, my memory serves me right, Dom. Uh, yeah, 1-0 up through... Uh... Matt McKenzie and uh, and then Guildford uh, hit us with a with a couple of goals and and then uh, I think Joe Diet scored his first goal for the club to make it two all and then um, really good work by Nathan Hogan out on the left in the second half uh, cross for Daniel Iqbal to score at the uh, at the back stick so yeah it was a, it was a it was one of them games you know it was a tough game uh, Guildford had uh, just lost their manager and and you know. I think teams have a bit of a bounce when they when they lose a manager, um, but the boys um, the boys found a way to win, which was very pleasing. Um, we didn't want to get uh, we didn't want to do all the hard work against uh, Leverhead and then end up um, going out in the next round at home to Guildford City. So, you know, the boys found a way to win. Um, it was a it was a again it was a tricky pitch. I don't think these pitches suit our style. Uh, really, to be honest, uh, we've, we've got some very good, technically gifted footballers in the team uh, who like to get the ball down and play. And, and you know, in this uh, time of year, probably doesn't suit suit our style as much. Um, but the boys are learning, and uh, they're they're finding ways uh, to to win games and, and pick up points. So, still uh, unbeaten in December, which was uh, w- was one of the targets. Um, and obviously we're going to remain unbeaten now because uh, <laughs> we're in the lockdown. So we've, we've hit that target. Um, and yeah, we move on to the next round. Well, in the next round, um, 
the like I say the Surrey FA have rather optimistically uh, drawn the uh, next round of the cup being the second second round which is the last 16 I believe however there are still games that uh, are requiring to be played in the preliminary round and the first round um, and the draw that we've been given is a, a slightly complicated one uh, it's we are at home and it's to either Kingstonian or South Park the winner of versus AFC Croydon Athletic so we could end up with one of those three teams. Um, all, I believe, are teams from a, a higher level than us, or are AFC Croydon at our level? Level? I can't. I, I can't remember. Yeah, AFC Croydon are at our level, I believe. Maybe even one below, but definitely uh, not above. Um, but yeah, Kays and uh, South Park obviously are higher than us. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, if you if you go on form and 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 club size and stuff like that, then you would imagine it will be Kingstonians in the next round. Uh, as you say, if we get to play, if we get to play, I hope we do. But um, yeah. but yeah, you never know in the Surrey Cup. Uh, you don't know, you know, who will play, what who will play uh, strong sides and and stuff like that. So um, yeah, interesting. Well. What would the uh, team want, do you think? Do you think they'd like the challenge of Kingstonians or would they rather, without sounding disrespectful to the likes of South Park or, or uh, AFC Croydon Athletic, would they relish the, the challenge of Kingstonian or would it be, let's potentially give ourselves a better chance of getting through with a, and I hate saying this, but a lesser side? You can look at it both ways, really, Dom. I mean... Kingstonians is the is sort of the the big the big draw the the romantic one um, but obviously the tougher one that's not being disrespectful to the other two two clubs you know but they're the highest ranked side there um, but obviously South Park is a local derby you know mm-hmm. was it mile down the road two miles down the road so you know that'd yeah, be yeah. that'd be a good uh, good test I, I, we played them last season in the Surrey Cup actually and, um, away and, and we got knocked out there. Um, but yeah, you know, as I say, this team are finding ways to to win and, and to pick up results. And I don't think uh, after the Leverhead game, I don't think we'll fear anyone really, uh, especially at home. So, you know, hopefully um, this this is only a couple of weeks off um, and we can get into January and, and uh, then games can get completed and, and we can find out who we've got. And then we can, you know, get ready for uh, for a big, for a big uh, big cup game, and uh, hopefully, you know, ha- get move into the uh, into the last eight. Well, that would be fantastic, and it would be uh, a major achievement for the club, uh, uh, and something to look forward to for sure. Um, another thing to look forward to for the players in many respects is a new award that we're looking at uh, uh, starting and structuring. Can you give us any information on that, please, Charlie? Yeah. So, so we obviously are. A big sponsor of ours is the uh, Belfry Shopping Centre, um, and we've uh, we've come up with this idea with them to uh, to award a, a, a player of the month, a Belfry Shopping Centre player of the month award. Um, yeah, I do believe the uh, the plan is that the award will uh, start next month. So uh, I, I think everyone should look out for uh, January player of the month awards. Um, so it'd be good, you know, it's an incentive for players to. Uh, to push themselves further. Um, the players, have, as I say, have been great 
uh, in the last sort of 11, 11 games. And uh, there's been some good candidates in there if we were to vote now for uh, for a December uh, player of the month. Right, I'm going to push you on that. I'm going to push you on that then. Who would your choice be? Come on. Oh, that's a tough one, Dom. Oh, I'll put him on the spot. Um, for me, I'd probably go uh, Joe Jarrett for me. Um, okay. I think he's been fantastic, actually, since Harrison took over. Uh, didn't get much game time uh, during the early part of the season under under Barry. And uh, he's he's got his head down and, and uh, remained patient. And then he's got his chance. And for me, he's fully taken it. He's been been excellent. Um so yeah, I would say Joe Jarrett, but there's some others in there as well. You know, Jack Minchin's been been very good. Um, yeah, Arlie Tallboys, Matt McKenzie. You know, you could name the you could name them all. Nathan Hogan, um, Modi Akaite. It is proper difficult. It is a tough it one because it's been, a, it's been a real good, uh, like I say, eleven games. I mean, Joe Diet's come in and been mm. fantastic. So, you know, it's been a great all round squad uh, squad performance in the last sort of two months um, but yeah I would say Joe Jarrett edges it for me Have you got any ideas on how we're going to structure the or how it's going to be structured the awards how how's it going to be assessed is there a, a, a one person who chooses or is it a, a votes thing No I believe it's a it's a fans um, it's a fans player of the month so um, it will be a vote on social media I believe um, fans and obviously you know committee members and you know, coaches can vote. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see see uh, what comes of that. Yeah, I see it as being a good thing, to be fair, uh, having a, an award like this. And it's something that the players can certainly, uh, you know, aspire to achieve. Um, uh, you know, it's um, a very healthy thing to have um, for the club to, to also be able to award players when they've, they've properly achieved, uh, you know, good things on the pitch. Yeah, totally agree, uh, Dom. And you know, we we strive for for everything to be better at the club, uh, on the pitch, off the pitch. You know, everyone's working hard. Uh, the players, uh, the coaches, Harrison, uh, all of the committee. You know, and um, <clears throat> everyone wants to improve the club um, as much as possible. And you know, this is just another thing to um, to do that. Well, moving on from the the new award, um, have we got any local football uh, results from the last uh, few days? Because uh, I believe we've had some FA uh, Vars games or trophy games. Yeah, there was there was uh, five teams involved in the FA Vars from the Combine Counties over the weekend. Um, there was a postponement at Guildford City, who have done really well uh, to to get to this round. Uh, their, their game with Orton Hersham was was unfortunately postponed. So one of them teams from the Combine Counties will progress into the next round. Um, but other than them two, all of the uh, all of the Combine County teams have progressed. Uh, Cobham were big winners over Clapham. They won five 0 I think I think they've been drawn at, away at Stowe Market in the next round. I think I saw on Twitter. Wow. So that'll be a tough game, but but they've done well. Um, Littlehampton um, finished two all with Hamworth Villa, but Hamworth Villa progressed on penalties. Uh, I think they won 5-4. And uh, SCR, top of the Combine Counties, obviously, strong side. They drew with uh, Kennington away, but they went through 4-1 on penalties. So it was quite a good day for the, for the Combine Counties sides uh, in the FA Vars. 
Well, that's a good thing. Um, shows how strong our league is, really. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is a strong league, as I've said before, Dom. And um, that showed a couple of weeks ago when Guildford beat um, Upfield Town in the in the Vars. Uh, Guildford obviously struggling at the wrong end of the Conway Counties, but they they beat second. I think Upfield a second in the Southern Combination now, and uh, Guildford beating five one. So it just shows the the, the competition is uh, is a tough one in the in the Combine Counties. Uh, moving on to the Combine Counties results over the weekend, um, maybe a surprising one. Abbey Rangers lost at home to Shearwater two 0 um, Bad shot beat CB Hounslow uh, by a goal to nil. CB Hounslow um, are are down there, you know they're struggling. Um, and Egram and Frimley uh, drew two all, and Spellthorne uh, got back to winning ways after a, a, a defeat in the week uh, at SCR. Obviously, the draw before that at Red Hill, uh, they beat Collier's Wood 4-0. So that keeps um, Sutton Common Rovers are still top, I believe. And in second place now is Badshot Lee. Yeah, Badshot are top with their 1-0 with their win. Um, Spellthorn, I think, possibly third. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, SCR looking like the team to beat at the moment. Um, they've... Uh, They've done really well this season, you know, and, um, you know, it'll be, be be a tough team to catch. But, you know, you never know. Badshot, as, as you know, Badshot are a good side. We we uh, we lost we lost at Badshot earlier in the season and uh, another team that are, you know, strong all over the park, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the trouble is uh, we need games to be able to catch up with uh, the teams above us and going on to a little bit of league news because of the COVID situation and now being in tier four um, the Combine Counties is suspended until further notice until the government and the FA give us any kind of uh, notification that games can restart and the way it is at the moment is nobody knows how long this is going to be on for Um so until further notice, we have no games, which is a, a major shame because we were looking at uh, our Christmas game of being the Banstead game as being a, a special game to get uh, families and kids in, as it were, with free chips and a drink was the offer. Um, and sadly, we can't do that now. So I guess we'll be moving that particular offer to sometime later in the season, whenever it gets going again. Yeah, definitely, Dom. Um like I say, hopefully the season can continue. Uh, you know, hopefully it's only a two week or maybe four weeks maximum uh, break. But um, yeah, I'm sure the club will be looking to uh, to put something else on uh, to try and attract um, some some new fans to Kilnbrow. But um, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's disappointing because you know I think that's maybe five games unbeaten um, from Leverhead the Leverhead game um, for us and. Uh, I know, you know, it's a bit of a disappointment we didn't win on Saturday, but, you know, not uh, winning football matches and, and not losing football matches breeds confidence and, and the boys were buzzing for, for the Banstead game. Um, but, you know, that's on hold. But hopefully, as I say, we can uh, we can get back pretty soon and and and, and we can pick up, uh, you know, where we where we left it, you know, and, uh, and carry on this, this decent run of form. Well, let's hope. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be good if it was only a couple of weeks. Um, 
I mean, I've got no insider knowledge, obviously, but I, I get the feeling it's going to be probably a month, but we'll see what happens. Well, we're just going to hope that we'll be back very soon um, and the lockdown won't take as long as maybe what we're thinking. A couple of weeks, four weeks, um, whatever it has to be, we just have to suffer it and we'll be back when we can be. Um, well, I... Uh, Thank you very much, Charlie, for your company again on the uh, podcast here. It's always great to speak to you. And you, Don. Thanks a lot, mate. Have a good Christmas. No, and you, and you. And a huge thanks again to Tom Cope for joining us. And just to end off as well, just to say that, as per usual, this is the Resil FC podcast. It is supported by the club. But the views are expressed by Charlie, myself and Tom are our own and not necessarily that of the football clubs. We thank you again for joining us and we'll be back sometime soon.